0: as you are probably aware we are going through the life and ministry of jesus the messiah and we're using all of the four gospels to go through that life and ministry each gospel gives us a unique advantage and perspective of who jesus is so that as john will say later in his gospel that we might have faith in jesus and that What He included in the Scriptures, in the Gospel, would bring us to faith. More information would not necessarily do that. Uh, The Gospel brings us to faith and then gives us the information that we need to live like Him. As a result, lots of people have lots of opinions on lots of things when it comes to the Scriptures. I come with a little more unique perspective. And so when we come to this particular incident that we will take a look at, some will say that the reason that it's there is that it's going to show, because of some of the utensils used, that it's about the lack of of credibility and, and uh, authority of the religious system. Um, and other such ideas. And some who even get a little more closer to it talk about that Jesus has the power to transform. I come at it a little more unique perspective, and we're going to talk about not transformation, but a different word um, that I think is more appropriate.
1: And especially
0: since in John's Gospel and what this narrative is from. John didn't start his gospel like Matthew and Luke did with the conception and birth and genealogy of Jesus. He started with the fact that Jesus existed before all of the world did and that he is the Son of God, the one who is the creator of the world and the sustainer of the world. And so from that, my perspective on this incident is the story is not about the religions, but about Jesus and who he is. And so in John chapter 2, starting with verse 1, it says this. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Now. The initial disciples that we know about thus far, several of them come from Bethsaida. Uh, Nathaniel comes from Canaan itself. Jesus and his family come from Nazareth. But they all come from the area that is known as Galilee. And so there's this wedding in this, this town where Jesus, the disciples, and his mother have been invited. And in this custom, you not only threw a party, you threw a party. And that you were expected to be an awesome host and that you were to to provide for all the needs of your guests. And so at this party,
1: the wine ran out.
0: A major social faux pas one that could bring embarrassment and loss of face to the family who's putting on the wedding. There are those who are writers who said not only that, but there could have been some legal consequence to this as well, and that they could have been uh, responsible for uh, legal damages. That I don't know, but it was a, a serious breach of etiquette. So when, the wine, so when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Now, if you're a mom and you're involved with people, and I'm sure that Mary was probably a close friend of the, of the family who's getting married because she's privy to the fact that the wine has run out, which is probably before the rest of the guests know that the wine has ran out. So what does the mother of Jesus do? I know he can fix it. So she goes to Jesus
1: to tell him the wine has run out. Now, Jesus,
0: and we will see later, had never done a miracle up to this point. Now Mary knows exactly who Jesus is, she was there when he was conceived she knows that he's the child of the holy spirit so he she knows that he's capable of doing awesome and great things and because i'm sure she's close to the family she wants to make sure that this social at least embarrassment does not affect them so she wants jesus to take action and jesus said to her woman What does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. Now, when we read this, especially you ladies, when you see the word woman, you're not too happy with it. How do I know? Because I called my wife woman one time, and she wasn't too happy with me. But Jesus is not telling his mother woman out of a sign of disrespect or anything else. As a matter of fact, when he is hanging on the cross, He calls her woman as well. It is not a sign of disrespect, but of distance. He is saying, My authority does not come from you, and my ministry does not depend on your direction. And when I see the word, What does this have to do with us? I'm not quite sure who the us is. I'm not sure if he means mom and me, or me and my disciple. But he's saying, this isn't my problem. And if I do something, the problem is, is that my beginning of my ministry is not yet to start. Now Mary, like so many moms, doesn't take no for an answer. But she's smart enough not to argue with him. So notice what she does. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. How do I do, know that she's not taking no for an answer? Because she's going to assume that Jesus is doing something. So she tells his servants, "What He may ask you something weird and strange. Whatever he asks you, you just do it. It's not, well, if he decides to do it, it's, no, when he tells you to do something, then do it. Now, there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing 20 or 30 gallons each. Now, that's why some people think that this is about religion, and I don't. Which means if you add all six um, containers, we're talking about somewhere between 130, I mean, 120 and 180 gallons of water. And Jesus said to them, "Fill the water pots with water." So they filled them up to the brim. I believe they filled them up to the brim because they wanted because ultimately Jesus wanted to say nothing is going to be added because it is totally full. It's also that when Jesus does something he does it completely. There's no half measures with Jesus. He does it fully. So they filled the water pots to the prim. And he said to them, Draw out some water now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it to him. And when the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine, he did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water knew. The head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, then he serves the poorer wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. So the head waiter isn't aware of the fact that this wine didn't start out as wine, it started out as water. Now, Jesus had already said that he didn't want to. Because his hour had not yet come. So, what he has done is he has limited the knowledge of this miracle to a very few people. The people, the waiters who were involved in putting water in and drawing wine out, and his disciples who saw it. But notice as the testimony of the head waiter who doesn't know where the water comes from, which is now wine. He says, "Well, wait a minute. It's usually the custom that you give the good wine first, and then when everybody's kind of in a drunken haze or their their taste buds have kind of dulled, then you get the cheap stuff, and then that can flow freely, and you can you can do what you're supposed to do, but it doesn't cost you as much." But he's going, well, "Wait a minute. Now you're serving good wine, better than what you started with, which tells me." Because John started this gospel about Jesus being the Word. The Word became flesh, but the Word created the world. What did Genesis start when God said, let there be light? He saw the light and said it was good. Every time God created something, He said, "And it is good. And when it's all completed, He said it was very good. So Jesus just doesn't change water into wine. Jesus changes water into good wine. This tells me that Jesus is telling his disciples and those few who know that he is creator. How is it that I know that? Because wine takes time to ferment. The great thing about the internet is you can look up a lot of stuff. I'm not a aficionado of wine, but I've discovered two things. It requires two stages of fermentation for wine. The first stage, they call it the primary fermentation, and it takes 5 to 14 days. And after the primary fermentation, it takes, and the secondary fermentation, another 5 to 10 days. So we're talking about wine becoming from grape juice to wine at least 10 to 24 days.
1: But Jesus, as creator, is outside of time. He can create
0: even though time is required. Which tells me that when we look at this great universe, and so many people say, oh, but it's so old because it's got to be at least 13.5 billion years for all these types of things. And therefore, those of us who believe that God created heaven and earth in six days, that we need to run somehow because science says, no, but the world is 13.5 billion years, the, the universe is. But let me give you a little clues on certain things. This tells me that God can create the universe to look exactly as old as it needs to be. Well, why does it need to be 13.5 billion years old? Because if the universe was young, there'd be so much radiation, life would not be possible. So it needs to have been aged. The next thing is, we find ourselves in a unique location, not only in the solar system where we're just the right distance from the sun, so it's not too hot or too cold, or we're in what they call the Goldilocks zone. We're also not only in the Goldilocks zone of the solar system, we are in the Goldilocks zone of the Milky Way. We are not in one of the spirals. If we were in one of the spirals, there would never be any night. It would be light all the time, and there would be more radiation. But because we're not in one of the spirals, there is darkness, so we can have light and dark and rest and activity.
1: It also allows us
0: to see and observe the universe and its magnificence. It's really hard to appreciate the universe when the sun's out. Can you imagine if we
1: lived in a world where the suns were out
0: all the time? And so God allows us to rest and to observe His great universe By placing us where he did. An example that I use.
1: To show this. Is
0: let's take Adam. Let's say God. And he did. Fashioned Adam. Into a man. Notice it didn't say a baby. It said a man. God fashioned Adam into a man. And five minutes after God fashioned Adam into a man, he killed him, put him on a morgue table, and did an autopsy. The person who performed the autopsy would say, we have a healthy adult individual who appears to be 25 years old. Aunt wrong, he's five minutes old. But God created him as an adult, a completed person. God operates outside of time. And it's funny that science so desperately does not want to give God any responsibility. That they'll look for faith in science rather than faith in God. So I'll give you some examples. In all of their calculations, they've determined there's not enough stuff in the universe. Since there's not enough stuff in the universe, They've developed a theory, which is not really a theory, it's a hypothesis, that there is what's called dark matter and dark energy. They've never seen dark matter, never observed it, but their calculations tell them it's got to be there. And I'm not saying it's there or not there. I don't know. It may be. But they've not seen dark matter. But they will tell you as firmly that that exists because their calculations determine it must exist. Well, my observation tells me that there is a God and that he must exist. One of the reasons that I will give you is the science will tell you if you find the elements of life, then there possibly is life. Well, on the earth, there are all the elements that it took to make this watch. But you will never find this watch if you dig for it in a quarry unless it got dropped there. It meant that somebody had to get all of the elements then manufacture the part, assemble the part so that they work, so that it is what we call a watch. Now, for those of you who are a little younger, let me give you another example. We call it a computer. A computer is made up of metal and plastic and glass and wires and all kinds of things. And if I knew how to build one, I know more than I know. But I know that you can take all the parts and you can assemble a computer. But just because there are materials to make a computer doesn't mean that a computer gets assembled unless somebody who knows what they're doing assembles it. But, and this is the big but, if you just have all of that, you have just a really big and heavy paperweight. Because you need software in the computer for it to do something.
1: You need information.
0: That's what's called DNA. DNA doesn't come from anything else but DNA. It doesn't come from the element. It is information that is required to be placed in a living organism for it to exist. It doesn't come unless it's manufactured by the Creator.
1: So this tells me that Jesus' first miracle tells His disciples
0: and tells you and me He's Creator. And that he can operate outside of time. That the world may appear to be the age that it may appear to be. But he can create it good and complete without the passage of time.
1: And when he does so, it is good.
0: Verse 11 says this, This was the beginning of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. How did it manifest his glory? Because it showed that he was creator. It showed that he was outside of time, and that time was not a restraint. Not only this, it showed that he's not just transformational. And that's why you hear a lot of people talk about transformation. Now, we're told to be transformational. We are told that we need to transform ourselves by the renewing of our mind. But Jesus turning water into wine is not transformational. Transformational would be turning water into ice or steam. For those of you who are younger, you know what transformation is. You've seen the movies Transformer. A Volkswagen Beetle or a Camaro, Chevrolet Camaro, depends on what movie you see and what book you read, transforms from an automobile until this battling robot. He transforms, but all of the materials within that is contained in the original. Other than its liquid, Jesus didn't transform the water. He transmuted the water. He took elements and made different elements. He didn't change water to ice. He turned water to not grape juice, but fermented wine. And
1: not just wine, good wine. Because he does all things well. And so the
0: promise that we have in this, we see in the writings of Paul, who tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that we are now new creation, created in Christ Jesus. Jesus doesn't just transform us. He transmutes us into a different being from physical the spiritual, to a child of the devil, to a child of God. He changes us, not just transforms us, but changes the very nature of who we are. This first miracle shows He's creator, ensures us, He changes all things. This miracle tells us we have nothing to fear from knowledge. This miracle tells us that our Father, who sent His Son, does all things well. And since we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good work, He will do those things well. And it doesn't care about the time because guess what there will come a time when we will be just like these technically I guess you might say because God takes this body as a seed and will use it to give us a heavenly
1: body but our
0: earthly body and our heavenly body are about the same if you will as an apple seed and an apple tree. All the DNA and all the information may contained in that seed but that tree is entirely different and it produces fruit. And God will transmute us and change us so that not only are we just not a seed and a barren seed at that but one that is productive, and provides fruit for others.
1: But Jesus did this
0: not so that all the wedding party might know that he did this. One, he did this to not embarrass the family that ran out of wine, the social faux pas. But if he would have done this publicly, then you can see that the entire wedding would have been disrupted by do more, do more, do more. Because that's what the crowds will do. They go to see him provide food for those to heal, to do miracles. And they're there to see the miracle. This miracle done in a limited setting had the
1: effect so that the waiters and his disciples understood. What he had done. And what his power is. Verse 12. After this. He went down to Capernaum.
0: He. And his mother. And his brothers. And his disciples. And they stayed there there a few days. Now his father is not mentioned. In the sense of his stepfather Joseph. It may have been that Joseph passed away at this point. It may be that Joseph said, I got too much work to do in the carpentry factory and you go to the wedding and I'll do the work. But his family and his disciples go from Canaan to Capernaum for a few days. We're not told why. We're just told that he goes. I'll tell you my suspicion why he went to Capernaum. Because shortly he's going to move his base of operation from Nazareth to Capernaum. I think he went there to set that
1: up. But he and his entire family go for some reason with the disciples. The disciples, having seen this miracle, this sign came to belief. Not everyone will come to Jesus at this first sign. Or quite frankly, any sign. What holds us back from total 100% belief in Him? Well, wait a minute, Pastor, I know
0: I've I've made a commitment in Christ, I've gotten baptized, I've done all those types of things. Yeah, but there's always seems to be a little doubt that creeps into our lives.
1: Because if we actually believe one hundred percent that Jesus is
0: the Messiah then our lives would have been transmuted and transformed. And all too often we find ourselves a little bit in the world and a little bit in spiritual matters, a little bit in the world and a little bit in the spiritual matters, when instead we should be a
1: new creature, totally committed to Him. So one of the questions I ask, does this bring you to faith? Or you do you need to see more? But the awesome thing is, this tells us in the representation of changing water into wine, that John's beginning of his gospel is true. He is creator God. He is sustainer God. And He can operate outside of time. That kind of God has great power. And that God loves you. And that God sent this man who is God. To live a life that we might see what a life should be, and then offered up that life for you and for me. The God of creation came down not to show what's right or wrong, but to show who. He is. And all God's people said,
2: Water, you turn into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you, not like you. Into the darkness, you shine. Out of the ashes, we rise. There's no one like you Into the darkness you shine. And out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Stop it. Between, between us by the cross, the cross you, you came and you broke, broke them down you broke them down you and there, down. And there were chains around us and by your grace, grace we, we are, are, are no longer bound no longer bound yeah you, you call me, me out of the grave you, you call me, me into the light you call my name and then my heart came alive your love is greater All the dead are coming, coming back, to to back to life, back to life. life. Hear the song awaken, our creation singing. We're alive, cause, cause you're, you're alive. alive. You call me, me out of the grave. You called me into the light. You called my, my name and then my heart came alive. alive. Your, Your, love love greater. Greater. Your, Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. stronger. intentions all my obsessions wanna lay them all down in your hands only your love is vital no I'm not entitled still you call me your child God, you don't need me, somehow you want me Oh, how you love me, somehow that frees me To take my hands off of my life And the way it should go God, you don't need me, somehow you want me Oh, how you love me, somehow that frees me To open my hands up and give you control give you control I've
0: I've had had plans shattered and
2: broken and things I have hoped in fall through my hands you have plans and restore me. Not a bit for me. Oh, help me believe. Oh, God, You don't need me. Somehow You want me. Oh, how You love me. Somehow. Somehow that frees me to open my hands up And give you control Somehow you want me, oh how you love me
0: Somehow that frees me to take my hands
2: off of my life And the way it should go Oh God you don't need me Somehow you want me, oh how you love me Somehow that frees me Rise and fall on earth and earth now shaken. For oh, we trust forever in your name, the name of Jesus. We trust, we trust the name. you will reign. Every knee will bow. Mm. We bring our expectations, our hope is anchored in your name, the name of Jesus. Oh, oh we trust the name. God will lift you higher. You are the only king forever, forevermore. You are victorious. You are the only king forever. Almighty God will lift you higher. You are the only king forever, forevermore. You are victorious. shepherd and king I find you within me you are here. you carried the cross for the Shepherd and king, I find you within. Let's see.
0: God, You said where two or three are gathered in Your name, there You are. So Father, we know Your Son is here. Your Word also says that You have placed Your Spirit in us. That You will never leave us nor forsake us. So Father, as we come to present ourselves to You, forgive us for living defeated lives when you've given us such power. And forgive us, Lord, when we've thought what we have is ours and we've so desperately tried to hold on to it, when all that you've given we are but stewards of. So as we give our tithes and our offerings, we, may we remember all the blessings that you have given to us. And our gifts are not a repayment, but an acknowledgement of that. And may the use of ourselves and our gift glorify you in this place and throughout the whole world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
2: I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus i'm sorry lord for the thing i've made it when it's all about you it's all about you jesus here i am to worship here i am to bow down here i am to say that you're my god all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. You make beautiful things, you make beautiful.